Well, I don't know about you, but the recent events in the news have really caused a lot of consternation and upset with people that I know. Let's take a deep breath, come on in, and let's talk about this. Hi everybody, I'm Bill Bateman, part of the team at Refuse to Be a Victim Personal Protection Training, and we're located in the Medford-White City area of Southern Oregon. This is a mostly weekly podcast. I missed a little. It is the 16th of October, about noon, and I'm recording this to get it up on the site. Sorry, I missed a little. Sometimes other things will interfere. Looking at what's happening in the news, it's easy to see how people can get very, very upset. There's a lot of different versions of what's going on. We're getting a lot of advice on what to be angry about and who to blame for it. And I think those are two things that you need to be in charge of, not somebody else. First of all, I want to give you the seven lessons of survival psychology. These, this is from a site uh, that I like to go to called happyprepper.com. I like to share good things from good places, and this is it. Keep in mind where you are in relation to the conflict. If you're in that area, of course, you have a much, much more urgent need to respond than if you're in the Midwest. I do know that these things tend to cascade. There have been, there was, I believe, a stabbing in Chicago, which was uh, linked to that problem. It, there have been different protests on different campuses, and this is, this is normal, but it's abnormal. People get upset, they hear things, they get frightened about things. We need to control. We need to filter out what's coming in. Don't take just one news source as gospel. I look at four to five news sources. I look at The Guardian. I look at ABC. I look at NBC. I look at CNN. I look at MSNBC. I, I will look at Fox. I look at different places to see who's talking what and who's making the most sense based on what I know to be real. Very, very important. Filter this stuff. Don't seep in the news. Don't soak in it. Uh, shovel it up with a spoon. These stories change in an hour. They change in 15 minutes. So don't panic. You are in charge of your own responses. Let's look at psychologically surviving this stuff beyond the bug out bag. I know that we've talked a lot about stocking up on food and water and medicine and things like that. We haven't gone into, because it is a science, I am not a psychiatrist or psychologist, although I have played one on television, so that's kind of cool. But in seriousness, I am not a medical professional. I am giving you information that I have found useful. If you're finding you're really, really triggered by this, See if you can talk to somebody who is a professional. This is serious stuff. These are general rules of, in any disaster or emergency situation, and let's look at them and let's go over them. First of all, respond quickly and don't hesitate to a threat. People who do respond and respond with a clear-headed choice have a distinct advantage the fires were so fast up in uh, Napa and Sonoma, 
The fires were so fast in Lahaina that people who hesitated are the ones who suffered. Those who are quick to respond listen to your instincts. We all come with a built-in flight or fight response and failing to react is one of your big problems. Do things right the first time. That's rule number two. Another strategy is knowing how to use all that stuff you've been uh, stacking up when you need it. For example, how to use an N95 respirator before you need one. That's not the same as the KN95 mask. That's a brand name. Learn how to use your respirator or your gas mask or your air filter. I talk about this repeatedly, and I'm glad to see it as represented on other sites as well. Remain clear in your head what you need to do and stay focused, practice, and learn how to do it when you're not under stress. And this goes for mechanical things too, like a fire extinguisher. may seem simple. I got to just pull the pin and squeeze it at the flame, but there's a lot more to a fire extinguisher. I've had some good help from the Ashland Fire Department learning how to use a fire extinguisher properly. You should do the same thing. Another rule, plan an escape route. We've talked about this. Have a plan A and a plan B. Now, if you're going to be in a hotel room, I found this fascinating. Most fire ladders only go to the sixth floor, so you don't want a room on the 25th floor. Know the route out of a building. If you're looking at getting in traffic, make sure there's a buffer to get ahead of the get around the cars if they stop. Have regular fire drills at home. Never underestimate the dangers. This is based on the uh, World Trade Center, the 9-11 disaster. One of the individuals who was a director of security for Morgan Stanley saved thousands of people by not milling, not accepting, waiting for information. Gather information and move with intelligent, well-thought-out plans. Don't quit. They talk about never leaving a fallen comrade, helping others of all times. They've gotten quotes here only when it's safe to do so. You have to remember, like putting on the oxygen mask, you have to put your mask on before you can help someone else. A hard choice or a hard point of life, you will die at some point. However, postpone that as long as you can with planning. A big rule, ignore peer pressure. There is peer pressure to stay in the building, stay in your office, the rescuers will get here. Uh, they were bullied to stay inside their office and they died as a result. People don't want to look silly. They don't want to be fragile. They don't want to look like they're overreacting. They don't want to risk their reputation, but they're willing to risk your life. Think, assess, and understand if you've got five flights to go down, three flights of stairs, that's one thing. If a potential threat has a number of flights of stairs to get up, that's another. Have the confidence to take control. Be in control. Your preparation is going to be useless unless you activate it. If you're going to survive, you're going to have self-confidence. That's because you've trained. That's because you know what to expect 
from your tools and your resources. CPR, let's look at that. If you took a CPR class, the only thing separating you from others is your confidence in knowing what to do. A person trained is going to say, okay, you call 911. You call 911. Folks, it's an AED. Get clear. Knowing how to do these things can be life-saving. Also, adopt a positive attitude of gratitude. And I'm reading this from the site. Uh, to survive, you have to have an attitude of gratitude and adopt a positive mindset. It doesn't just mean happy thoughts, yet those who survived things of the level of the Holocaust had hope and they had gratitude and those who became hopeless, gave up, perished. Having that positive attitude and practicing this is important and it's going to spill over to those around you. Consider children pick up on your cues, both verbal and non-verbal. If you've given up, they're going to give up and now they're going to be harder to, to motivate, to move around. I'd like you to take some time and read that article. I'm going to put the article's link in uh, the sign-in where you log in. I also have another article which I think is really excellent, and it's from The True Prepper, and that link, as, as I just said, will be in the sign-in area. And this is Risk Assessment. Now, this was a long-term, semester-long college course, at least. But what is the priority of things you need to be afraid of? A fire? A home invasion? A cyber attack? A hurricane? A flood? Up to a nuclear attack, biomedical attack, space weather, and volcanoes? Yes, all of these are real things. Yes, these are all real uh, potential problems. There's an old joke about the likelihood of being eaten by a tiger is 175,000 to one, but it only takes once. So not looking at things is silly. Putting too much effect on space aliens and volcanoes is silly when you compare with someone mugging you or a fire where you live. So Look at this risk article. I think it's fascinating. It gives you some good ideas for now and for down the road, immediate problems and long-term problems. Look at uh, things like home invasion. Home invasions are a serious problem. What type of weapons will they use? What time might they occur? How likely are you in your neighborhood to have this problem? All of these things are going to help you with positive information. Too many people, way too many people, get involved in what-ifing. And it starts with, well, you know, this could be a problem, to putting sandbags and uh, ballistic shields up in their windows because they're worried about being attacked. Depending on where you live, that could be, could be a, a likely valuable thing to do. But most of us in real life we're going to have to mitigate what we're afraid of. You only have so much adrenaline. So let's look at the situation in the world. Let's look at where you are physically in relationship to threats, real or imagined. And then let's look at the likelihood 
of those threats or problems happening where you are. Let's look at your prep situation. You're going to be far better served by looking at your supplies, learning to use the cat tourniquet from a good learning source, learning to put your gas mask on in case of a fire, looking at effective routes. How is the road today versus how the road was last week? In our area, that changes every 15 minutes. Normally, I go to street uh, to the north end of town, but that's all torn up this week. They've changed their construction schedule, so I'm going to have to go to the south end of town. Focus your attention on things that you can control, that you can use, and that are going to be useful for you in real time. That's my thoughts on that. I'd like to remind you we are changing our web page around just a little bit at, uh, at Refuse to be a Victim, Personal Protection Training. We have uh, moved a couple of classes. We took one class apart that was really good and saved some of the pieces. The other pieces are right. Go to the website. Check it out. Also, for you locals, uh, we have had a policy at the range of making the target stands where you have a wooden stand used to keep your target at least three feet off the ground. This is to control ricochets. Uh, metal is not allowed except range supplied special event metal targets. You and I cannot bring in a metal target because again ricochet dangers, ricochet and fire hazards. So there's been a big change. Effective uh, about the time you're hearing this, we're no longer going to be giving free loaner stands to individuals. We had a policy. You could buy a wooden stand and take it home and paint it red if you want to. But we also would for a person who came out and didn't bring a stand or didn't bring the proper items, we would give a loaner stand. All you had to do was leave your driver's license. Those have been getting shot up. Apparently, people have been using them for targets. So, one or two, that's why you can't have nice things. One or two people always spoil it for the others. Effective right now, uh, you can still get a loaner stand, but it's going to cost you $5, and you're still going to have to uh, leave a driver's license. There will be a charge for loaner stands due to the increased damage to the equipment. So, Let's look at the upcoming classes. My goodness, we always have our CHL class. We just had one last weekend, and we're going to have another one coming up on November the 11th and one on December the 9th. That's the concealed carry uh, with the opportunity to get your Arizona license, and that allows you to carry in other states as well. We have the non-ballistic self-defense course. That's definitely right there at the top of the list. You can find out about that on the homepage. And uh, what else have we done? I think that's all the changes. Do go through the homepage. We've moved some things around in the order that you can take them. And I'm going in after I do this and update the concealed carry class. A reminder, we're getting towards Halloween, holiday season. I'm sure somebody's got Christmas music playing somewhere. Uh, uh, start thinking about gift certificates. Either pre-order for a specific class. It makes a nice gift. You're giving the gift of personal ability. You're giving the gift of 
personal skill. And this can be for any of the classes we offer. They are not redeemable for cash. They are for a class. There is a page for that at the website. So come on by. And for those of you, I've gotten some, what's set this off as a number of people I know sent me some kind of, I'm really upset about this letter. So let's be aware. Let's be alert. Let's not be fearful because fear will paralyze you. Think, evaluate, make good choices, inhale, exhale, and repeat. Well, all right, that's everything for this week. Thank you very much for stopping by. Stay alert. Don't let the paranoids get you. Stay focused on what you can control. And, uh, well, as they used to say, adapt, improvise, and overcome. Come see us at the range or come see us in class. Until next week, take care. This program was a presentation of Retired Guy Productions.